And today, we talk about the God who touches the untouchable. Everybody needs touches. Gary Smalley and John Trent did a study and said that actually confirmed that people who have meaningful touches over and over have a longer life expectancy. Young children won't live without touching. The animal world teaches us this. Even when we talk about intimacy, we described it in spatial terms, like kind of close or distant. In fact, they've, studies have shown that couples, as they discuss, the closer they are to each other or the further they are from each other in those discussions, the mess, less satisfied they are in the relations. So touching is so big. I guess in every society there's always been those who... Uh, have been the, quote, untouchables, whether it be race or status or education or whatever it is. I suspect all of us at some point in our life have felt like we were kind of nobodies at some point, not taken care for. Jesus told about... One that needed a special touch in Mark chapter 1 and verse 40. A person who had leprosy. In fact, a business, if you had leprosy, it was, just a, it was just a signature of death. It's, it's a signature of sin for all of us. And that's what it represents. It was the world's story, your story, my story. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. And filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I'm willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately the lep- leprosy left him and he was cured. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong message. See that you don't tell this to anyone. But go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifice that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead he went out and began to talk freely spreading the news. And as a result, Jesus could not even enter a town openly or stay outside and had to stay outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. Leprosy was just a horrible disease. It would start out with the aching of the joints and then you'd have all kind of lacerations on the face that would ultimately get so bad you couldn't even recognize. And when they opened up, the stench was almost unbearable. The vocal cords did the same thing, so the voice was horrible. Uh, feeling left, and so they were cutting and tearing themselves. Paul, Dr. Paul Brandt has done an extensive study in leprosies in India for years and years. And he said he was trying to get in his padlock gate one day and a, uh, his key, old rusty key wouldn't work and a little kid with leprosy came and stuck his finger there and turned it until the lock turned and when he came out 
It was just cut to the bone. He didn't even feel it. They would often lose extremities, and they thought that it was just because of the disease. Brand in his study found out that it was not actually the case. That while they were slept, the rats would come and gnaw off the parts of their body, and they didn't even know it unless somebody watched them. Well, that's the condition this person is in. Uh, you have the requirements for this in Leviticus chapter 13, verse 45. If you ever have a leprosy, you must tear your clothes and wear your hair uncombed. Sound like a teenager. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I just kind of thought of that. You must uh, tear your clothes and leave your hair uncombed and uh, cover the lower parts of your face and go around shouting, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. And as long as you have this disease, you're unclean and must live alone outside the camp. That 13th chapter have all the, has the requirements for all the sin diseases that they, this disease of the skin at that time. And this is one of them. Well, it's such a horrible... And, and, and that law... The scribes and the Pharisees, like everything else, overdid it. Got carried away. <laughs> Just went out on a limb. They, they carried it so far that if you even the leprosy came in your house, then the house was condemned, you had to destroy the house. They carried it so far that they had the right to stone a leper if they saw him on the street, so they never wanted to see a rabbi. Now, this is an interesting story because in Mark chapter 9, you have a case of a, a son that uh, is having convulsions, throws him into the fire and on the ground and in the water and just tries to kill him. And the father brings the son to, the, to Jesus. And in verse 21, Jesus asks the father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, the dad said, I often, he often throws himself into the fire and the water to kill him, but we can't do anything. Take pity on him and help us. But if you can do anything, and Jesus said, if I can, everything's possible to him who believes. That wasn't the story of this leper. The story of this leper wasn't if you can, if you have the ability, the leper was, did you hear it? I know you can. I'm not worried about your ability. I'm just wondering if I'm worth it. Am I even worth the time that it would take? Do I? You hear the humility? You ever felt like that? Wouldn't it be worth? And Jesus said he had compassion on him. I guess the only, the closest disease that we'd have today of anything close to this would be AIDS. And preacher said he got a call from this lady in the congregation. She said, would you go visit my brother in the hospital? He knew the family very well, he thought. Didn't even know he had a, she had a brother. As it turned out, he had AIDS. He had no conversation with his parents for one year. He tried to 
just hide. He wanted to die alone and ashamed. But his sister found him and begged him to go to the hospital. They studied with him, and he made himself right and uh, asked to be baptized. Just a few days before he died, the preacher baptized him. Sister watched. The mom and dad came a few times, but that mother who gave birth, I mean, who brought that body into this world, wouldn't touch the body as it was leaving. She'd never acknowledge and say the word. Didn't want anything to go into his records at all. The thing he needed more than anything else, he never got. That loving touch from his mom and dad. You see, there's always been those in every society. They were there with Jesus. You know who they were? Tax collectors. Women. Women. Gentiles. The uncircumcised. The lepers. Ladies, has Jesus ever done something for you? You couldn't talk to them. You couldn't work with them. You couldn't associate with them. You couldn't be around them. And there was actually a group of rabbis called the bruised and bleeding. They saw out the corner of the eye a woman. They would close their eyes so that they wouldn't have any lust. And so they were walking into walls and buildings and... They called them the bruised and bleeding. Now, the idea is great. Sin is contagious. And separate yourself from sin. Sure. I've taught it all my life that those you associate, birds of a feather flock together. What you associate with, if you're around people who are smoking, you're probably going to smoke. If you're with a group that's cursing, you're probably going to curse. If you're with a group that's drinking, you're probably going to drink. So who you're with and who you're around makes sense, right? And all of us would like to quarantine our kids or grandkids. I'd love to just quarantine, wouldn't you? I mean, I'd just have a sign. You could just put a sign on them at red. If you're in to recreational drugs, if you're into casual sex, if you're into destroying property, if you're into dropping out of school and flaking off and this weird body piercing, just stay away. Don't touch them. Wouldn't you want that? I guess we've always had groups that's tried that. Not very successfully. I guess the uh, Amish people have come as close as anybody else. They kept television out and they've done their own educating. I'll tell you, if you try to quarantine like that, what happens there is the sin that's worse than ever. Self-righteousness and pride and exclusiveness. And what happens in the greenhouse of quarantine is love dies and compassion dies and humility dies. Generosity dies. And so that's not the answer. And Jesus 
never chose that answer. The rabbis, actually the truth is, the more righteous they thought they got, the more they excluded themselves from people and got above people, and they were so holy they couldn't associate with the sinful. Aye. You know, it's so easy for us to fall in that trap. I mean, just kind of lean in that direction. So easy. And yet, Jesus was the, high, the rabbi of all rabbis. The holiest of all holies. Was the most approachable person who ever lived on the face of this earth. Isn't that something? So what about you? And what about me? More approachable? Easy for people to approach you and talk to you? No high and mighty and no, 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 none of that. And I know what we want to do to famous people. I know what we want to do. You don't just get close enough to touch them. I remember when I had that deal and I paid for it, still paying for it. (laughs) Not really, but. Paul Harvey came and came to my house, kissed my wife on the cheek, a touch. Important. And all the people that just clamor to try to touch Jesus. Scripture over and over just talks about those if they can just get close enough to touch him. And there was the woman with the issue of blood. There was the little children that came. And the apostles wanted to run them off, kind of like we would be. You know, they're nissing. Don't bother him. He's too famous. He's too... And Jesus, you know what this record says? He took them in his lap. Can you imagine a little child the rest of his life knowing he's sat in the lap of Jesus? And there was the woman at the that washed his feet, the sinner, Simon said. It just goes on and on. Well, here in this story, actually the law said you don't touch. It was the law of God. You don't touch a leper. And Jesus touched him. Now, he knew the law. The leper did, and he didn't try to touch Jesus. He didn't try to reach out. It was Jesus reaching to him. And I want to tell you, he had the power to heal him without it. He could heal it long distance. But he needed that touch. He needed that loving touch as much as anything else. That you are somebody. You are. And how many times, I even last Sunday talked about when you have nothing else to say, you have nothing, what do you do? You just hug and love and touch. That's all. Nothing else adequate. And so here he is so humble. Wouldn't defile, wouldn't reach out. I think his message would have simply been the message of the song. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. 
while on others thou art smiling. Do not pass me by. Sing. Savior, Savior, hear my humble while on others thou art called smiling do not pass me by you go to a museum and you'll see all these precious things and they'll have don't touch don't touch but you go to the hall of God in his room it says, please touch. C.S. Lewis says, To love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Wrap it carefully around with hobbies and little luxuries and avoid all entanglement. Lock it up safe in the casket and coffin of selfishness. But in that coffin, safe and dark and motionless and airless, it'll change. It won't be broken. It'll just become unbreakable, impenetrable, and irredeemable. I guess the most exciting thing about this story is that the guy got the bug. He got it. He couldn't keep quiet. Jesus said, don't tell anybody. He told everybody he could see. He couldn't keep from it. For what had happened in his life, the change was so drastic in his life, he couldn't keep from telling it. And I suggest to you, I keep suggesting this, that if we ever understand how sinful and unholy we are before a holy God and how much He saved us by His grace, we're going to shout His praises. But as long as we think we got it pretty right and we pretty earned it and we don't need much forgiveness, we're not going to get excited about much grace. Otherwise, we've got to tell it. And that's the great news. What a story. The God of the untouchables always has been approachable and is still approachable. Even today, you can come. You can come. He'll not pass you by. He'll touch your life.